Brothers and sisters, our King and Savior now draws near. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Be seated. All right. Well, how is everyone this morning? Is it cold and, you know, but good, right? All right. It's good to see you all here. Um, before we dive into the, the gospel, I'd like to lift up for you all a, a prayer exercise that you could do. You take the, the wisdom reading and change the word wisdom to Christ, flip the pronouns from feminine to masculine, and you will have a great prayer about Christ seeking us, seeking you, and hopefully you seeking Christ. There's an ancient tradition within our faith in which Christ is understood as wisdom. In fact, there's a, a line out of the first letter of uh, Paul's letter to the uh, Corinthians, the first chapter, in which Christ is described as the wisdom of God. Even though we have the understanding of wisdom as a, a feminine presence, and this is all through the Old Testament readings, uh, particularly in Proverbs and, of course, here in the Wisdom of Solomon, where wisdom is personified as a woman calling out to us. Our, our early Christian interpreters saw that and thought, ha, Jesus Christ calling out to us. So, and, and, as I say, as an exercise for yourself, as a gift to yourself, take the bulletin and pray over that wisdom passage. Again, inserting Jesus Christ as wisdom, him for her. All right? So I, I give you that. But now we turn to the, the gospel and its story of the ten bridesmaids, the foolish and the wise. And this morning we are called to pity. Pity the, the foolish bridesmaids and learn from their example, for they forgot who they were, and what they were about. Today's gospel is wonderfully constructed, and it is, brothers and sisters, it is straight out of the time and culture of Jesus Christ. But it is also a story that points us towards Advent and the thoughts of the second coming. As I said there in the beginning, our King and Savior now draws near, but there is a time of expectation and a time of judgment that comes first. But about this story, in Jesus' world, no one really knew the exact time when the bridegroom would arrive in one of these celebrations, when he would show up with a bride. The tradition was that they, the couple, would take a circuitous route from the bride's home and the ceremony back to the bridegroom's home. They would be going all through the village, every back road, stopping by every house that they could. Why? Because everyone wanted to be a part of the celebration. Everyone wanted to, in a sense, acknowledge what was happening with this couple. There would be a, a celebratory parade that would be going on. There'd be singing. There would be the ringing of tambourines. And at home, at the bridegroom's home, the people waited. And he listened for the cheerful procession. No one knew when the couple would arrive. 
But there was no doubt in their minds that the couple would arrive because the wedding banquet was ready. So pity the foolish bridesmaids. What were they thinking? The scripture tells us they brought their lamps, but no extra oil. The wise ones, however, were present to the task at hand, and they brought extra oil. They remembered how these processions went, but the foolish bridesmaids, they forgot that they were there and why they were there. It was to meet the bridal party and light the way into the banquet. They had an essential role to play, but we can say that they were not fully present to that role. They were a bit lackadaisical, right? Just a bit lackadaisical. And when the issue went down, they expected someone else to bail them out. It's one of those situations where you gotta be ready to stand for yourself in front of the Savior, in front of the judgment. I can't bring you in here and say, well, I need, I need someone to testify for me because I'm not ready yet. You have to stand on your own two feet in this particular instance. And so that question then comes to us that their folly offers us a cautionary tale and a question. Are we, are you fully present to your role as Christ's disciples? Each of us has an offer. Each of us has a, a spiritual gift that is unique to us, a light as it were, to carry it in our hearts as we move through the world. Keep in mind there what Jesus said during the Sermon on the Mount, right? You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others. Be present and be aware to the opportunity. Jesus says keep awake, but he isn't talking about us ass becoming stumbling insomniacs keep awake all the time, and that's not what we're saying, because if you look in the story, all the bridesmaids fall asleep, waiting and waiting. Everyone goes to sleep. We all need our downtime, but are we prepared when the time comes to respond? We can all be caught off guard. Like the foolish bridesmaids, we can forget who we are and what we're about. It's just the way things go. But our call and our challenge is for us to be present, to be aware, to be ready, to be prepared for, says we do not know when Christ will say, I am here now and I need your light. That opportunity coming upon us unexpectedly. When are we asked? to be the voice of justice? When are we asked to be the voice of compassion? When do we find ourselves silent when the time calls for us to speak our words of love? When do we, in a sense, look around and say, ah, I don't have what is needed for this moment. I've been caught off guard. The parable, as I say, looks to the second coming but we've been waiting now, what, 2,000 years? 2,000 years, but in one sense, 
could we consider that the second coming is happening every day? That every day is filled with an opportunity to be present. Every day brings to us an opportunity to be on the lookout for Christ as someone coming to us or perhaps looking in the mirror and saying, when can I, this day, the second coming day, be Christ for someone? The parable also tells us that there is a price for not being prepared. Foolish bridesmaids returned from their excursion to get the extra oil and found themselves locked out. You can hear the, the desperation, perhaps, and the, the distress in their voices. Lord, Lord, open to us. But Jesus has already warned us, brothers and sisters, if you go to the seventh chapter of Matthew's gospel, verses 21 through 23, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Harsh words, we might think. Where is the inclusiveness of the gospel? Where is the, the full embrace of everyone coming in? No, he's saying here in this particular passage and in this story that everyone is not going. It's like the, it's the old hymn that says, uh, basically, everybody talking about heaven ain't going. I don't know if you all know that one. It's a Marian Anderson tune, I know. But um, everybody talking about heaven ain't going. Only those who do the will of my Father will be the ones who come in. The cautionary tale that calls us to be present, that calls us to understand there is a price for not being ready, for not being prepared, for not being, in a sense, spiritually awake. In the story, the Father's will is to be just that, to be ready, to be present in mind, in body, and soul. This is the idea that is put forth beautifully at the end of the 25th chapter. Now, today, Next Sunday, Sunday after that, we will be in the 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. So if you want to know what we're going to be talking about and preaching on, just read that chapter. We're going to talk about this story, about the bridesmaids, and who gets in, who gets out. We're going to talk about the parable of the talents, who is afraid to act on God's gift, and who takes the risk. And finally, at the end of the 25th chapter, we'll get that great passage of the story of the judgment where Jesus calls the folks to him and they say, well, when was it that we saw you in jail and visited you? When did we see you sick? When did we clothe you? Basically, when was it that we were not aware of who you were and where you were? and what we were called to do. And that one, we'll also see. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going. Everybody is not present when the call comes. But for now, 
as we approach this Advent. We are called, as I say, to pity. Pity the poor, foolish bridesmaids who knew how the procession would go, how the celebration would go, who knew what they were called to do, but forgot what they were called to do and found themselves outside the locked door and crying, Lord, Lord, open to us. So let us pity the poor bridesmaids and their cautionary tale. And let us find ourselves, perhaps, in the encouraging words of a song that we will be singing not too long from now. Sleepers, we don't want to be asleep. Sleepers, wake, for a voice astounds us. The time has come, O maidens wise. Rise up and give us light. The bridegroom is in sight. Alleluia. Your lamps prepare and hasten there, that you the wedding feast may share. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I want to be ready. I want to be ready when he comes. I don't want to be caught on the outside, crying in distress to get in. And I want to be with all of you on the inside. So take this to heart and be awake and be aware so that at the time of the great consummation, we can all be at the wedding banquet of the Lord. And when we hear that cry, here comes the bridegroom, we will have our lamps ready and our oil prepared, and we will enter in together. Because I want, don't want y'all to be left outside. I want to go in with you. So let that be our prayer, and let that be our desire. Not only for, as I say, a great consummation, whenever that may happen, but consider the second coming happening today, happening right now, happening in your lives. As we say, now our King and Savior draws near. Amen.